Welcome to Random Rewards, the one and only, the beautiful, the most exciting and most fun gamification show. Welcome to Random Rewards, the podcast where we discuss how to make business more fun with gamification. I am Sabrina and with me is Chris. How does this work, Chris? I'm glad you asked, Sabrina. So how it works is we open by discussing a game, deconstruct how that game motivates users, and then brainstorm on the fly how to solve a random business problem. Today, we're going to be talking about Animal Crossing because it's on everyone's mind. Ooh, Animal Crossing. Amazing. I literally played this game for three hours just now. <laughs> um, and if you'd like us to discuss a particular game, send us an email at randomrewards at octalysisgroup.com. This one goes out to Nicole. Shout out to Nicole because... Woo! Woo! So she, <laughs> she uh, recommended we do Animal Crossing... Please tag us with your wishes at our Twitter at Random Rewards. Yeah, if you have any special game or any industry you want us to talk about, please let us know. We're more than happy to talk about it. Great, so let's get started. So what is Animal Crossing, actually? What is the game about? What is the game about? Well, I'm glad you asked again. Animal Crossing is an open-ended social simulation video game series that developed and published by Nintendo for the Switch. Ooh, so, and yeah. you're playing as a human, right? That travels this deserted island to live on this like random island with some random selected animals. It sounds very random, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it fits with random rewards, I would say. Random rewards, it's so random that random rewards fits perfectly into that segment, right? Yeah. And what do you do on this island all day? Like, Well, you, I mean, it could be argued that you slowly build up a corporate uh, establishment based on a slumlord <laughs> raccoon. But uh, what what you generally do is you're 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 day f you're fishing you're catching bugs crafting upgrading your house etc. and it's in and you're doing it in real time. So as the sun goes down in your real life, the sun goes down in Animal Crossing. That's a really good pain point you made because that was actually a pain for me in the last few hours because <laughs> the other members of the island weren't even awake. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know in what time does th this is actually playing, but all the other men, I'm like knocking on the door. No, I'm sleeping. Come back later. No, so I'm it, still sleeping. <laughs> so does it map to your time zone? Because I wonder no. if it doesn't, then you're in Korea. So you're like a vampire. You're like... <laughs> it didn't. Always at night, like weeding. I wonder if my account is set to Europe, actually. And that might that's be. Why, that's why it didn't work. <laughs> All the animals are like, leave me alone. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was kind of frustrating. So, but, so what do you think about Animal Crossing, just in general? So I think the onboarding, so where the users actually learn the rules, yeah. is extremely extremely boring and it takes extremely extremely long to yeah. get to the point where it actually gets fun i have maybe played it for about seven hours now and i'm still in onboarding <laughs> a little bit like further onboarding but i still don't think it's particularly interesting although when i look at some videos of pewdiepie for example yeah. i feel like wow, this is actually looking fun. Like I want to create this sort of neighborhood and all the nice buildings and the streets. And like he built something that is like Japan, Japanese theme sort of. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You can create your own sort of neighborhood. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think in the, in the beginning, it's very, a lot of grinding. It's basically just repeating things over and over and over again like repeating the 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 resources collection collecting apples or cherries yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> fishing I was, fish I, this reminds me of a so i was watching a stream of a guy play and he was doing the onboarding and so he had first encountered 
the need to weed. So he was like, he was like, oh, let me just take care of these weeds. And then he kept saying like, this probably doesn't look good for a stream that I'm just like weeding, but he kept doing it compulsively. He's like, well, I'm, I'm here. So I might as well just, I mean, it's not gonna, it's just going to take a minute. Like, <laughs> you know how long I was collecting weed today? <laughs> how long? If I would do that in my garden, it would look like a palace. Seriously. <laughs> so it feels like this game is very divisive in general. Like there's a whole group of people who like absolutely love Animal Crossing and it, mm -hmm. it gives them this kind of like Zen feeling, a, a little kingdom that they can control. And other people have this reaction that it's super boring, repetitive. It's weird because you're like, you're you're indebted to a cute character and you have to like pay him back and you like never you can never pay him back because you're always trying to upgrade so you're always in debt <laughs> it's like a debt simulator so it's like yeah. really bizarre and the goal of it is to like just constantly upgrade your island so it like goes counter to that narrative of it's this super relaxing like chill mm, vacation absolutely. so Two, people have wildly different experiences with it. Mm -hmm. I would say yeah. so far, mine is more of the, this is really weird. Like it feels like it's a satire of being a capitalist, like coming to an island and like forcing people to work for you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so so it definitely, it, it's definitely bizarre. I think I'll, I'll give it that. It's it's bizarrely cute with this undercurrent of gr grind. I think grind is a good way to put it. It's yeah, very grindy. So. And you you mentioned the um, that you have have to pay your debts, right? Yes. And finding out that I needed to pay out my debts was kind of like taking me a few hours today too. Like I didn't realize how I can actually upgrade my house. I was walking around the island and suddenly all those NPCs had these amazing houses. I was like, why do I still live in this tiny little crappy tent? I don't understand. What, I, what do I need to do? <laughs> so I, I actually needed to Google on like how to upgrade my house and how to get a shovel or how to get a... Uh, an axe so yeah it, it was a bit frustrating because I was like oh but I'm like collecting weed for the last three <laughs> hours what do I need to do what do I what do I do wrong and then yeah it, it told me that I actually need to go to Tim Nuke to yeah. Yeah. give him some animals some more animals and yeah. for the museum right and, of course the museum and I needed to pay back the debts to him as well <laughs> So I needed, uh, yeah, I needed 5,000, 5,000, what are the... Bells or nook miles? Bells, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, miles. It was miles. Yeah. I needed to pay 5,000 miles to upgrade my house. Yeah. And yeah, that was a bit of a challenge to just find that out, that I needed to do this. <laughs> so there's a lot of motivations going on. Um, and we're going to look deeper into why people play this game. We're going to do what's called examining the core drives. And the core drives, if you don't know, are part of the Octalysis framework, which explains motivation through eight core drives. And so we'll be talking about which ones are dominant in this game. What would you say is one of the main core drives that you see? I think one of the main ones, we already talked about a lot of them. One of the main ones is Core F4 ownership and possession. So that's all about, you know, the collection of fruits of wood of weeds butterflies that float around in the air yeah. and then also the parts parts of it would be then the crafting but crafting would go more into quarter of three um which is uh empowerment of creativity and feedback yeah but coming back to quarter four yeah. there's also you know the the whole collection of miles yeah. that we mentioned now of yeah, bells as well. Virtual currency. Virtual currencies. Yeah. Exactly. And then like little things that actually, small things, but I really like those. For example, you can name your islands. I yeah. call it Nom Nom Island. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Shout out to Eric Nom. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can build and upgrade your house. 
and collect items to put in that house and make it nicer and make it look cooler. And you can also customize your passport title. That's what I also like. I really like that little like that little detail because you can make some funny combinations. I am happy home surfer. <laughs> I think that it kind of fits what I'm doing right now. I'm like, yeah, we, we're kind of stuck at home. So happy home. And yeah. I'm a surfer. So happy home surfer. I'm surfing at home. But you can also choose title like festive wallflower or internet mother (laughs) i think this core drive four is actually a super super powerful motivation in this game because Mm -hmm. it gives people that sense of this like curated little world that they develop and nurture and cultivate and -hmm. it becomes an expression of them um we talk about in core drive four how it brings people to, to have ownership and feel an investment in in a app or experience and this is a really powerful motivation if you're building any kind of app or experience, not just a game, because it makes people want to come back because they have this feeling like a part of them is, is in the app itself and they want to keep that part going. They want to keep this continuity. I need to criticize this a little bit, though, because they could have implemented it in a better way that is more intrinsic mm-hmm. at the moment it's it's a very extrinsic experience yes. it's very much just core for ownership yeah. and possession but if yeah. you're looking at a game for example the sims yeah. or sim city yeah they have they're much more heavily on core drive three empowerment of creativity and feedback which yeah. then again leads to ownership and possession yeah. so the problem with this now is you don't have a lot of options of actually crafting things in your own style. Mm-hmm. Like you have the, you have the um, items. Yeah. You can make your own clothing. Maybe you can decorate your house, but there's a, there's a limit to it. Yeah. And for me, it's not enough for me personally. Yeah. I would choose the Sims 10 times over, over, Mm -hmm. um, animal crossing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, another, another core drive. So you're talking about very extrinsic core drive, core drive four, Mm -hmm. um, which also leads into other ones I think we'll discuss, but, but the core drive five is I think almost equally, and that social influence and relatedness is almost equally present in this experience because unlike previous animal crossing games, this has such a heavy social component. I mean, there's, in a few different ways. One is there's this feeling of like you were talking about, you were getting influenced by your, your, the people in your neighborhood, the residents of your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. They have these nice houses and you're like, but I want a nice house. So that's a social mm-hmm. norming, social norming with the game itself. But then there's a bigger layer because now you can also access other people's islands and not just that, but there's like this meta game being played of Animal Crossing where you're like posting pictures of your island on social media and seeing what Mm. other people's are like. And there's this feeling like though you can do whatever you want, you don't want to, you you wanna be as good as as your friends or you wanna be Mm. as good as other people you see. And and also the Core Drive 4, the the currency exchange matches with the, there's a social component because you can exchange currency amongst other people. So there's this mm-hmm. constantly fluctuating market for items <laughs> in a, in a market, in an online marketplace. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the times back when, when Farmville was a thing. Yeah. Because you also had this social influence of your friends building these amazing castles and, having these beautiful gardens and yours just looked like crap or there was weed somewhere and then you look, needed to look after it more and more just not to look like an idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that kind of reminds me on, on this as well. And also the sort of market situation. Markets yeah. like also on, on The Sims, for example, Sim, especially more SimCity. Yeah. Sims not so much, but SimCity. Yeah. Um, you can kind of col- collect more of the items or combine things um, to, yeah. to, to craft. This mm. is more about what? 
collecting what is, right? This yeah. collecting, you're trying to get all of the things for your museum or or to craft something, to have enough exactly. stuff to sell to somebody. It's not about creating your own items. It's creating mm. slight variations on their items, but it's more about collecting what uh, the items that already exist that are some of them mm -hmm. are super rare and that brings me to the next core drive which brings a lot of this kind of feeling of tension to the game that 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 some people don't like and that's yep. core drive six scarcity and patience and part of that is because it's locked to the regular time i mean some people yep. change this by time traveling by like setting forward their switch clock so they can exactly. so they can travel through time, but but, but then you need really. to collect weeds for ten hours again. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So and so it's interesting because it creates this feeling of scarcity, time scarcity. Like there there are limited time events where you don't you must do a thing in a certain period of time, otherwise you will not be able to get a certain item like they had an yeah, Easter yeah, event yeah. where there were like special items. But on the other hand, it also means you have to wait for some things. Yes. Which is, and this, what were you saying? This is like one of those <laughs> core drives that really, really annoy me in this game. Yeah. It's, I just want to play, have a good time, but literally I need to wait the whole day to get my house. Like, <laughs> what is this? They tell me, oh yeah, we're gonna build your house now. Cause I waited literally forever and I grinded forever to finally get all the miles back and pay back my debts. <laughs> now they're telling me they're gonna build my house. How long am I gonna need to wait? Yeah. Like in real time, am I gonna need to wait like a half a year to, till they they actually build my house in real time? Yeah, like, I don't want to wait. I just want it now, right? So I, maybe I'm just not patient enough for this game, but it really stresses me out that right? it's in real time. Because the one thing I love the most about The Sims is you can actually speed up your time, right? And so you don't waste any time. And that's like one of the one of my favorite features actually of The yeah. Sims. And yeah. you can go back to our episode about The Sims to listen to that actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With with how much more we like love and are addicted to The Sims. Although some people yeah. are addicted to Animal Crossing and I think one of the reasons why is this heavy core drive 6 emphasis because mm. they'll they'll do something and then they'll think to themselves, "Oh, I have to come back tomorrow." It's like that yeah. same idea of like um, of using eBay or something, saying, oh, mm -hmm. I have to come back in this much time in order to check on to see if my bid went through or if yeah, somebody has outbid me. So it's it kind of like a torture obsessive. break, right? Yeah, it's a torture break, exactly. Which is when the, when the app or experience uh, forbids you from taking further action until you wait a certain amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What could be... A little bit improved though, and I don't know why this is the case, is the conversations yeah. with the characters. Yeah. Like I went to the market and I wanted to sell some butterflies. You literally need to sell every single butterfly by itself. Yeah. You cannot click on like 10 butterflies. Oh, I want to sell to you these 10 butterflies. With some yeah. items it works with, for example, cherries or wood. But this character literally told me <laughs> 10 times in a row. And obviously I played it now for three hours. So maybe he told me that about a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Come back when you have something else. Blah, blah, blah. Always the same thing over and over and over again. And you cannot skip. It's yeah. no possibility to skip. And it, it makes me furious. I'm sorry, but this literally makes me furious. It feels like I the grind. It. it feels like the grind is by design. Like yeah. it feels like the game wants you to take a certain amount of time to do things. Like it could do it more efficiently, but the designers believe perhaps that by you forcing yourself to take extra time you be, you're becoming more invested in the in the game supposedly maybe I you're becoming the, more angry at it but <laughs> but then maybe i think if they would if you would want, want to build more ownership towards the characters for example 
maybe mm. they want you to create sort of a feeling of connectivity to them, then yeah. they should give them more character, like yeah. different answers every time. Maybe they have 10 different answers. It doesn't even need to be like a different answer every time, but just right. a little bit more variety in their speech because yeah. they just seem dumb like this. And I cannot relate to dumb characters. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So this is a core drive that's actually, I would say, a bit missing after a while. It's core drive seven, unpredictability and curiosity. Mm, yeah. So so there is some unpredictability and curiosity, the desire to see something new that's not there um, in the beginning. Like you can see other islands, you can see other parts of your island, you can discover new different fish, new different, you know, you don't know what fish it's going to be. Um, you don't know when things are going to show up. But it be very quickly becomes repetitive and the other core drives come into play more. Yeah, it's yeah. not that you don't know what the character is going to say. You just have to get through it in order to sell, sell, sell your items for your bells so you can upgrade your house. Yeah, I think the, the most exciting part of it is like fishing because you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get like a, a, I don't know, a fish that you'd never seen before or a crab or you get a wheel or yeah. something random, <laughs> piece of metal. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's a fun thing. Mm, but yeah, as you said, after a while, it just gets repetitive too because you've explored most of the things. What was really cool though, which usually it won't happen, but because... I messed it up or the game messed it up or whatever. Mm -hmm. It didn't save my progress in the first game I started. No. So I started with an island that had apples and was like, had a different shape. And it right. just looked a little bit more autumn-like. Mm -hmm. And the second time I started, it actually looked much different. It had cherries and it, yeah. the whole feel of the island was, was more sort of summery springish. Mm -hmm. so yeah it's quite quite a difference i think depending on where you start what you do i also saw that in in other people's videos so they all look a little bit different yeah that makes it more curious yeah it does yeah when you're exploring other ones and i think mm. i think another all obviously all the core drives to some degree are at play here but one one other thing to highlight, and it's interesting how much black hat there is in this game. Black mm, hat yeah. are the core drive six, core drive eight, core drive seven. Uh, core drive eight, loss and avoidance is big here because in the beginning you're in debt. You're like trying to get out of debt. That's that's a weird thing to do <laughs> is just put your character in debt right in the beginning, and mm -hmm. and then you have to like pay pay that character back. Um, and then you're in debt again because you again. wanted to, yeah, because you wanted to build a house. So now I needed to go on debt of like 96,000 uh, coins, bells. bells. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But <sighs> there's also a core drive eight in, in the fear of missing out. So when you attach it to core drive five, social influence and relatedness, you see like a very key dynamic that plays out in Animal Crossing, which is oh, I want to be, why, why are my friends better? Like what I want to have, mm, what, yes. what my friends have. And then there's also, I think right now Animal Crossing is having this moment because of this like weird situation we find ourselves in the world where everyone has to stay inside. And so mm. Animal Crossing has become very popular, possibly more than it would have been. And so now mm. there's this fear of missing out on playing the game. People are like, what is this yeah, game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I literally was like that because there was so much advertisement. I'm like, yeah. oh, it kind of looks cute. I want to try it. I mean, <laughs> I never played it before. So I was very curious about it. Um, but I must say, I do not think that long term it will be very successful. Do you think the, the intrinsic quarters are strong enough to make it longer lasting? I think if they wanted to make it longer lasting, they would have to really double down on more pro-social, like cooperative yeah. social experiences, experiences that give positive feeling that you can do regardless or not of whether you're waiting to work on your own island. Because the, so. the very heavy black hat, the core drive currently eight and six dominant um, feelings, it, it creates addictive, urgent behavior but eventually mm -hmm. the users will burn out and that's the biggest problem. 
Yes. And you can see that already in the, uh, in the onboarding because yeah. the onboarding is so repetitive and so much on choreograph eight that you don't want to just fall yeah. behind and miss yeah. things. And yeah. basically it creates this urgency from so early on that yeah. you just, I'm already stressed out. And I've, I, <laughs> even after two hours, I was stressed out. And maybe, maybe it's yeah. just me. Maybe this game is not for me. Yeah. Um, but I cannot see that it will last a very, very long time if they don't focus on either core drive five, yeah. Yeah. which you mentioned right now, yeah. uh, social influence and relatedness, yeah. or make it in core drive three, yeah. uh, empowerment of creativity and feedback stronger. Yeah. I think yeah. the same. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think there is a bit of more core drive three in the end game. Like there's a terraforming possibility where you can you can reshape your island a bit. So mm -hmm. that that brings up, but it's probably too late into the game to really mm -hmm. like really pull people in. So gamification isn't just fun. It's also the key to long-term engagement for your users. So this is the part where we choose a random industry and business metrics and brainstorm an app or experience that utilizes the same core drives of that game. So this is gonna be a little different because today the industry is healthcare. Healthcare. Woo! Very, very relevant to be talking about right now. Very relevant <laughs> topic, yeah, very relevant. Relevant game, and relevant topic. Absolutely, we're yeah. top trendy. <laughs> Top trending. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is the shortened version of the second of uh, what we do at Octalysis. This is the five part of the five step Octalysis process that we go through with every client to design a customized experience mm. that drives high ROIs. And so this isn't just fun. It's actually a very nuts and bolts practice that we do. And so we're going to work on healthcare. Yes, and we're going very, to apply these core drives to it. So this is a very, very shortened version. Usually, this takes months yeah. of <laughs> developing, but for you, we shorten everything and made it. Yeah, explain explain it in a way that you can understand it in a short way. Yeah, months to minutes is what we do. Months to minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I so like there's that. a there's a lot of I mean initial issues with healthcare. I mean, basically it really depends on, so one of the things, the, one of the first things we talk to clients about is business metrics. And this is what are the objectives that you're trying to solve in your business? And if you don't prioritize, depending on how you prioritize this, different business outcomes happen. And so mm -hmm. right now we see in the healthcare, depending on the country you're in, that the business metrics are are definitely different priorities. So, so for example, in the US, one could argue that the top business metric for the healthcare system is to make money. So if profit mm -hmm. is the top business metric, then every single design for the business or an app related to that business would want to maximize the amount of money made from each user. And how does how does uh, any kind of healthcare entity make money from a user? They make money by that user being sick or needing some problem to be solved. Mm -hmm. So that means they would want the user to be sick, right? And you see these sort of extent. <laughs> it's quite problematic, it's actually. Quite problematic, yeah. <laughs> and and so we see this all the time with misaligned business incentives in different businesses. So. Today we're going to be working on a business problem where the business metric is. The top one is the number of people who are healthy and, and mm -hmm. revenue is below that. So that means that even if the entity makes less money, then it's okay as long as more people are healthy at the end of it, which... So this is actually the ideal health care system we are yeah. creating right now. <laughs> right. I think it's relatively close to what happens in Korea. Like I'm, I'm living in Korea right now. And I see the healthcare system is way more towards actually healing people, like the amount yeah. of healthy yeah. people. And you can see that with uh, yeah. the issues right now as well with, for example, the, the testing. It was for free in Korea all the time because right. this is the top priority, yeah. whether it was in the U.S., 
yeah. there there was different priorities as yeah. we see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you can see how much impact these business metrics have if they're prioritized in a different manner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is this is literally the first step we take. And so so going say a client comes to us and they say, "Man, I just started playing Animal Crossing. I love this game. It's so good, and I want to create a health entity, a healthcare entity, whether that's a business, a hospital, something related to healthcare, and I want to make sure that the most people are well and I want you to make it as engaging as Animal Crossing." So what would be what would be a bad way to approach that? So I would just take a few cute little animals, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, maybe some some miles. Yeah, miles are cool too. I I yeah. like the miles. Yeah. And maybe you can collect some yeah. some items mm-hmm. like syringes. Maybe some yeah, syringes or <laughs> Some, yeah, some, some tools that you the doctor needs, needs yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe for an operation. You have like different topics of like operation rooms or like yeah. different illnesses that people have and you can collect them. Yeah. And then you can you can you can exactly. craft them. <laughs> you have an initial medical bill that costs like eighty thousand um, virtual yeah. currency units, <laughs> and then you have to you have to walk around the hospital grounds foraging to to get yeah, to make that medical items to to sell to the store and then pay off your debt. <laughs> Pay up your debt to Actually, those animals really, who work in the hospital. This is sounding a lot like the U.S. care the healthcare system. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Joke aside, this yeah. is like what you don't do. Please, <laughs> this is like, what you don't. That's do. that's how bad gamification is created. So how do we do it the correct way? Well, we we build it systematically. So so like I said, we start with the correct business metric priorities, and that might take a really long conversation. Then we talk about things like player types, like who are the people that we are serving and what is what is motivationally different from them? Like maybe there are people who are already well and just want to maintain mm-hmm. their health. And then maybe there are people who are sick and need to be taken care of now. And so mm-hmm. one would say that if the top business metric was to make the most people well, then you would want to take care of, you would want the system to handle the people who are immediately sick first. Mm-hmm. You want to prioritize those people, but not completely deprioritize the other people because mm-hmm. if somebody, it's probably much cheaper, it takes less resources to take somebody who's well and keep them well than it is to take someone sick and make them well. Mm-hmm. So actually that is an interesting concept, which, which, which player type, as we call them, would be the most prioritized? Hmm, I see. I think it's also interesting because this also changes the setup between like if you would pay more, like if you pay more for your insurance, you have priority. But in this case, it would really be depending on your case, which should should actually be how yeah. healthcare systems work, right? This is going to be the soapbox podcast where we're just like, this is how it should be. This is how it should work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you are in the healthcare industry and you need some help, please shout out. <laughs> Let us know. We yeah. can help you. Yeah. So 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 it, it could be argued either way and you would have to make a decision to say, do we optimize this healthcare business, this entity, this app, whatever we like to call it? Um, do we optimize that for people who are well, or that we optimize it for people who are sick? Because mm-hmm. if you optimize it for people who are sick, perhaps maybe you have, you know, like you, what you're trying to say is like, okay, so you have this many people in the population, this many people who are sick, this many people who are well. Who do you serve first? You serve the sick people. Well, how long mm. does it take for the well people to get served? To, is it yeah. does it create weird incentives where the people who are well get sick intentionally so they'll get served mm, first? Exactly. Right. That's what I was thinking. Now I was like, actually, the a good way to do it would be to avoid people getting sick in the first place. Right. 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 So then it should actually serve the people who are well. Yeah. 
Is that correct? But yeah, then ethically, again, <laughs> you do not want to let some somebody wait that has cancer or something like that, right? That that would be horrible. So right. Yeah, I think there is a little bit of a balance needed there. You're right, exactly. Who, who's the target? But design for systems is all about trade-off. So it can't be optimized for both. So if you optimize for well people, then it's possible that that is a better idea because it probably takes a lot less time to keep someone well continually. Mm. So if you serve those people first, you keep long-term the most people well over time, mm. whereas the people who are sick still get served just, a, just right afterwards, essentially. I so. think actually serving the, the people that are well has, as a priority yeah. is a better option for long-term health yeah. of the population yeah. while serving just the people who are sick would be like a short-term solution. It's almost like putting a plaster on something or band-aid as the right. fellow Americans would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this reminds me of like, for example, um, games with in-game economies, which we'll be talking about since Animal Crossing has one. Uh, there's oftentimes people who are called whales and those are people who accumulate a lot of money or power inside the system and if you if the whales get too powerful then mm. the rest of the people in the game the people who don't have as much money they aren't interested anymore like they feel disempowered mm. and then they leave and then if mm. everyone else leaves the whales will leave too so mm. It's kind of the same kind of thing. If, like you said, when you're talking about long-term design, and that's what we do talk about at Octalysis, we're almost never designing for something short-term. We're designing for long-term engagement. Then it makes sense to serve people who could empower the system long-term yes. first and have those people possibly take care of, you know, some semblance of those well people take care of the people who are sick. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about. That would be so amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like that actually, thanks to the people who are well, yeah. the people who are sick yeah. get a better treatment or easier treatment or quicker treatment. So this would basically solve two problems in, in, in one go yeah. because then the people who are well are the ones that are priority. Yeah. But they make sure that the people who are sick get the treatment they needed as efficiently as possible. Right. So there's a lot of social responsibility there as well, which creates yeah. a better society, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're geniuses. <laughs> well, it's the genius of the framework, I would say. As you yeah, I think so. Methodically. So, so, yeah. so it was interesting. Like one way you could incentivize it, because this is what we talk about, different kinds of with, when we're talking about adding features to an app, and it sounds like we're not really making an app here. We're kind of talking about a, a healthcare like workplace or system that's serving. People. Changing the whole system, Changing basically. Whole system <laughs> so, and that's fine because you can apply gamification. This is a, a this is something that, this is a myth or, or people that, that think that, you know, it's something they don't understand is that, is that they think gamification only applies to games or to mobile devices or, or apps or whatever. It can, it can apply to workplaces, it can apply to your lifestyle, and it can apply to larger systems. So, so let's just keep going with this. I think it's, I think it's a great tack. So, so say you're incentivizing the well people we should probably come up with a better name for them because well, pe healthy people. Healthy people. <laughs> we should incentivize healthy people. Like, say you get served sooner, the more you accumulate some kind of in in system credit, and the mm -hmm. way you accumulate in system credit is by doing volunteer hours to help sick people. Mm -hmm. So you're served. Your priority is higher the more you give back to the community. So instead totally. of instead of accumulating nook miles or bells, you accumulate like in, <laughs> in, in healthcare system credits mm -hmm. from pro-social actions. And so, you know, when we talk about creating features and, and this is essentially a feature, like a in-system credit, it's like a type of virtual currency. We, what we do is we take the core drives from something like Animal Crossing and we translate them over in a way that makes sense with the system that we're creating. So, so in Animal Crossing, we're talking about how Core Drive 4 is really big and Core Drive uh, ownership and possession. 
and Core Drive 5, social influence and relatedness. And this does both, right? So virtual credit, or not virtual, but in-system in credits is like a Core Drive 4 or, a, or a exchangeable points, so to speak. Um, and then it's related to helping people, which is Core Drive 5, social mm -hmm. influence and relatedness. Yeah, and actually, like one point here to mention is also that obviously we want to improve the the game like we don't want to just use the things that are right. uh, relevant in the game so what we were talking about for example is that it's too heavy on extrinsic motivation so right. we don't want to copy that right we don't want to copy the problems but what we can do is we can look at it and say okay there is not a lot of quarter five so we could actually use way more quarter five to motivate people Right. And in this case, I think what is important is to really leverage that quarter at five aspect, yeah. but then also take some inspiration mm -hmm. to build something that also relates to quarter at four and quarter at three. Yeah. What we would do here in this specific case is obviously like look really in depth into yeah. the player types. Like what is actually, what is it actually that motivates them? And mm -hmm. also again, into the business metrics, like what, what, what are the business metrics and which core drives are the best ones to use? Yeah. So then we would go to the next point, which is what are actually desired actions that the business or the healthcare system or whatever it is wants yeah. to solve. Yeah. So one could be, for example, we want to motivate people to do these charitable actions, like like yeah. you mentioned before. Yeah. So what could that be? And there we go into really deep death. For example, yeah. we would say, okay, donate blood once, right. uh, twice a year or once a year. Right. I don't even know how many times you're allowed to. <laughs> right. Donate blood is as, as often yeah. as is okay. Exactly. Just yeah. Just looking at how much is reasonable as well. So, for example, let's say we want to motivate people to do that desired action, to go donate blood. Yep. What is it that we can give them as feedback mechanics? So mm -hmm. things that, that make them basically trigger them yep. to, to do a certain desired action. And also what rewards could be there to give them as, as an incentive right. to actually do that desired action action and that we would do with each of the desired mm. actions that a healthcare system needs to go through yeah. which are obviously if you're looking at the healthcare <laughs> system that's like millions <laughs> yes yeah, so many this is like an, un, an unending task almost but yeah. it's i mean it's something that is possible and it should actually be designed this way yeah. but that's the that's why healthcare systems are relatively broken or not designed very well because it is it is complex right it is it is not an easy task right mm. if we wanted to get yeah if, if you want to expand the scope if you're trying to deal with the whole system it's not just mm -hmm. two kinds of patients there's many kinds exactly. of patients with different kinds yeah. of diseases and and different kinds of ailments and then there's also mm -hmm. an asymmetrical relationship between patients and doctors Absolutely. right and the doctors have different desired actions and then the doctors mm -hmm. and the nurses have different desired actions exactly you could you could create a whole system just around how the doctors are feeling right now for example so many doctors are burnt out yeah. how can you avoid them getting burnt out what are desired actions they should be taking in between shifts for example maybe for their healthcare for their lifestyle not to burn out that could be for example one of the one of the things to focus on right yeah or or, or the amount of hand washing i know that was actually yeah, something exactly. campaigns yeah. that were were undertaken a lot actually uh, because they mm -hmm. found that that doctors and nurses were not washing their hands nearly often enough because they exactly. were really busy, right? They were just like, oh, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get to it or, you know, they'll forget or something. Mm -hmm. And so, so you could target it. So, so yeah, it's not solving the whole healthcare industry at once is, is a difficult prospect, but it's <laughs> and apply the same model to methodically go through. Mm -hmm. So, so I wonder, is there a way to add black hat here? Because Animal Crossing has a lot of black hat which isn't bad necessarily because it does cause people to come back again and again. And we do know that for to create good habits and to create good health outcomes, health outcomes are a, they are a um, 
out an outcome, an extension of healthy habits. So, mm-hmm. for example, you can't you can't just start you can't just do twenty hours of yoga after not doing yoga for three months and expect to be healthy. <laughs> you have to do like 10, 15 minutes, yeah. an hour a day of yoga to be healthy after three months. And so part of that black hat, a lot of people think black hat, when we call it that, is bad, but it's actually not. Um, it yeah. just has to be correctly designed and balanced and with balanced. the other core drives so as not to have people burn out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want so. people doing yoga like so much that they like <laughs> started to like hurt they break. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the, one of the things you can do here, which I think is highly uh, inspired by, mm-hmm. by animal crossing, which mm-hmm. is more of a social aspect of, of the, of core drive eight lots and avoid. And so it's about, basically social influence and relatedness mm-hmm. because people are doing it. You don't want to fall behind on them and you don't want to miss out. You maybe there's a little bit of a FOMO punch fear mm-hmm. of missing out. Mm-hmm. If you don't join, maybe there's like uh, events that happen, sociable and mm-hmm. events, charitable events that all mm-hmm. your friends are participating mm-hmm. And it makes you feel bad, like if you don't really participate, you're like, oh, okay, I'm like, I didn't participate. It's like if you go voting, voting is like a, a good example for that, maybe. Yeah. If your friends are all talking about the voting, yeah, and you didn't go voting, yeah, and you're like in a room with all your friends and they talk about it, then they're asking me, hey, Chris, what did you vote for? What did you yeah. think about this topic? And you're like, uh... I just didn't vote. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so you, you really don't want to be in that situation, right? Yeah. So I think this is a healthy way of 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 using core drive eight. Yeah. Loss and avoidance. Yeah, I think I, I agree with that. Like uh, in this case, it could be like there are specific events where you know sick people, sicker people show up and they get care, but they get care like at a certain in a certain place and a certain group of people are helping them. Maybe they're doing mm. like physical therapy or something like that. Yeah. And your friends all go and now you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I should go. And then, then maybe there's a little bit of extrinsic, but not too much that says, oh, you also get a certain amount of credits in the system. Mm, exactly. If you go yeah, on yeah. this day, you have access yeah. to this these credits. Yeah, so a lot of times, what we call quarter of one, which is epic meaning and calling, which is basically like helping to change the world, you know, mm-hmm. like having that calling of, of, of yeah. maybe changing the healthcare system, helping other people that yeah. sometimes is not strong enough. So we need a little bit of a, of a nudge yeah. to actually do it. Yeah. And maybe some rewards as well that yeah. help us get through it. So I think that would be a great way of, of, of combining all the core drives. Basically, what we do with Octalysis is always see that the balance between the core drives and the balance between the motivation, which can be yeah. um, black hat, so more, yeah. more creating more urgency, but also then white hat, which is making you feel better. Yeah. It needs to be balanced, right? It needs to be designed in a way mm-hmm. that you feel motivated to do something but you don't burn out on the long run. Yeah, that's basically the uh, distinction between the two types we were talking about. So sick people are probably motivated by black hat. They don't want to be continually sick. They don't want to be sick forever. Um, And then healthy people are more motivated by white hat. They want to keep feeling good. They want to keep being healthy. So, and, and it would be interesting to connect to the, any kind of healthcare system I'm I'm stuck on these credits, right? These these credits. <laughs> if you could if you could redeem those credits for things that were healthy but not conventionally related to the healthcare system, like mm. yoga, like if you could you yes. could earn credits in the system and then redeem them at like a yoga place. Or and that's actually a cool thing, you know. When I lived in the UK, yeah, there were certain incentives from the workplace that would mm-hmm. do something like that. So if you mm. go if you go to work with your bicycle, yeah. that would give you a bonus mm. in your, at your workplace. So you could do that with the health healthcare system as well. If nice. you, for example, cycle to work or if you, uh, if you use the gym once yeah. uh, a week, for example, 
it could be all sorts of things, right? Yeah. Just to to look after your health. It could be certain triggers, certain businesses that are connected to it that you can use. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I like when you're talking about feedback mechanics um, that you could add in different places and and having feedback mechanics related to work, I think would be great because work is Mm -hmm. one of the only, one of the things we do in the most routine way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like Animal Crossing. It's actually a lot of people have compared it to work. So, <laughs> so you, well, it basically yeah, is. I mean, you're creating like a whole island. <laughs> it's like creating a company, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to grind it out. And I think what we've de- de- decided is that Animal Crossing is very unhealthy currently. It mm, could be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could use a lot more healthiness. <laughs> be great uh, if it would be connected to real life, and you're yeah. if you're doing something in real life, like yeah. if you if you dig in in your garden if you create a, a vegetable yeah. garden it would create a real vegetable garden in <laughs> animal crossing yeah you like take a picture yeah. of it and it like virtually creates it or if you if you work out then you're gonna be foster at chopping wood or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly cool. right now it's just it just rewards people just coming back and like over and over doing the same repetitive actions so mm, yeah 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 so I think we can we can leave it there. This is like a yes. huge topic. We could probably talk about this it's in like massive. 10 different podcasts. So mm, if you so. want us to talk about healthcare again in a different lens, perhaps through a far better game called Stardew Valley, <laughs> then uh, something drop you really like. <laughs> I love Stardew Valley. It's such a good game. I still and need to play it. It's such a it's a similar game to Animal Crossing, but the core drives are balanced in a slightly different way as to be a lot more engaging mm-hmm. overall so a lot less although there is stress but it's like good stress um but that's <laughs> for another stress. time for another time exactly that's right so where can we find you on the internet sabrina you can find me on user adventure in twitter or on instagram and where can they find you you can find me at chris underscore tomaso also check out our podcast twitter at random reward at um on twitter yes amazing we're also on facebook we have an octalysis explorers group so come check out that or if you'd like to see other case studies how we work with clients at check out octalysisgroup.com exactly and i would say until our next rewarding time together yes you're signing off? Yes, I am signing off. <laughs> bim, 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 bim. This is game over. Oh, run of rewards. <laughs> <laughs> I love this outro. You owe me miles. <laughs> more miles, more miles. <laughs> <laughs>